Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. What is happening, my boxing freaks? Welcome to another episode of the Ruckus Boxing Cypher Podcast. I am your host, Ruckus, and here, today's is a loaded fucking topic of boxing. We got Canelo suspended for six months. He'll be cleared for September, but... What is a public reaction? And will we see Triple G Canelo 2? We also talk about Triple G fighting, finally fighting an opponent. Now the card is built Mexican style 2. We talk about Manny Pacquiao, the Freddie Roach drama. Busy fight weekend. We got Amir Khan making his return. We got Frampton Donaire. We got Broner. We even got Broner talk. And we go into our predictions. But I'm not the only one doing this show. I got via satellite. Well, not satellite. Via my laptop on a fucking Skype call. I got the man, the myth, the legend, the fucking Northern California bad boy. It's B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? I was born right. Yo, soy yeah, B-Ray. Sound like a fucking dumbass. Seriously, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into that one. Yeah, bro, yeah Broner, Broner talking Spanish was basically saying, my name is Adrian, como te llamas? Jesse Vargas, puto. <laughs> that's what i i heard right now but uh how was your week it was not bad a lot of working and very very busy i know you've been like you've been sending me videos uh you know pictures of what's happening in boxing and other stuff so uh again like pretty pretty busy i like doing the show on mondays because it's like oh coming off the weekend but today has to be my favorite episode because we have a lot of topics to talk about yeah. Uh, if we would have done the episode Monday, we would have missed out on the number one topic right now happening in boxing. Canelo Alvarez taking a six-month suspension from the Nevada State Athletic Commission for the clambuterol he did or did not take intentionally. Uh, that's the biggest talk right now. Last night, the fight game mentioned it vaguely, kind of like 
throwing shade, but at the same time, kind of like, well, you know, we, we're about to clean sport. All of boxing is still talking about it. Uh, what was your take on it, Brian? I mean, Canelo Alvarez just got suspended for six months. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really surprised, not really, because I kind of knew that they were they were not going to give him a year, even though I felt like they, maybe they should have, but I don't know. I mean, six months, no fine, by the way. There was no fine. And six months, and he he, he can be cleared till September. I mean, I, I guess for first timer, I guess that's okay. But I think I don't know if you can agree with me, but I think that it does pretty tarnish his career. Well, the reason why there was no fine is because the Nevada State Athletic Commission ruled that because there was no fight to be had, there was no reason to fine him if. They would have continued with the fight. If the fight would have happened and he was gonna make eight figures for this fight, then they would have sound. They would have found just to find him a percentage of his purse for the fight. But because the fight never happened, there was no. There was nothing to sanction. Him. There was nothing to penalize him with because he's not getting paid. Uh, he forked over eight figures for not fighting. Uh, he right now takes a six month suspension. Uh, first time offense, from what I read. From articles and again, Jim Lampley had on his on the bias game, sorry, fight game, that uh, <laughs> basically Canelo Alvarez uh, was very, uh, very approachable, very cordial. You know, he did every test they were asking him to do. Uh, he didn't fight anything. The only thing he was saying, well, it was because I ate meat. Uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission took the consideration about the meat and basically said no. Which, regardless, you should know what you're putting yourself in your body. And they suspended him. It could have been a year, but I think everyone in the boxing game knew this was going to be a six-month suspension. Um, he's cleared to fight in September, but he does take a suspension. Uh, public reaction so far. What have you on your side? Because Santa Maria is known as a pro-Mexican area. Uh, people, you mean you have been on social media since the announcement? What have what have you seen? What what do you think is the reaction from the boxing world, from the social media world? From the casual fans on Canelo suspension right now. Oh, well, so far I get that they're satisfied. They're satisfied that it's not uh, a year long. So, so I hear that you know some, some people are satisfied by that six months. Okay, that's not bad. I'm also hearing that also that they're with it's fair, but some are saying that and it, it just, just again like I said it, it it's tarnished his career. There are some people are telling me that it's it's gonna look bad on him, and I think that. For for now on, to the re- to the day he retires, I mean, it, it's gonna look bad on him, and him associating with the Golden Boy is not gonna help. And I'm, I've been getting that. I've been getting a lot of that, and mostly that. Like he just tarnished his career. It won't be the same again. Well, I mean, tarnished his career in what way though? I mean, I I've been hearing that on so I've been reading that on social media. Uh, the most I've been reading is that well, uh, affiliating yourself with Golden Boy Promotions is what did this to him. Well, I mean, last time I checked, Oscar wasn't feeding him the fucking tainted meat. Eric Gomez wasn't feeding him the tainted meat. None of the, I don't see why people are attacking Golden Boy Promotions. And believe me, I am not a bit Oscar De La Hoya fan. I've always thought he was an overrated fighter. He was a fighter who never could win the big one. He was an entertaining fights that he could easily win. And when he fought the big fights, he ended up coming short. But as a promoter, I mean, he's done a good job taking Canelo this far. But I don't get the outcry of well, he you know it's you know Golden Boy promotion you know that 
what, what, what's the promoter supposed to do? Are, were they supposed to pay the judges and I mean paid the paid the New York um New York fucking uh Nevada State to let it come in and say, you know what? Uh how about you just don't talk about this clambuter the tacos he ate? Let's continue with this May fifth fight. What's Golden Boy supposed to do? Because I I'm hearing that. His, I'll ask you. My first question is, how is Golden Boy affiliated by this situation? Does it? I mean, how how are they to blame about Canelo's actions? I mean, I was about to say. I don't know. I don't know about much about that. I, I don't know. I, I I sort of feel the same way, but I just think that on on him, just on him, it it looks bad. Golden Boy Promotions. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know. I, I you're right. They had nothing to do with this. Not very much. But I think this looks bad just on him. Only solo on Canelo. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It does look bad on him. His on legacy, him. his legacy started. Is it tainted though? I mean, I mean, yeah, he tested twice for clambuterol. Uh, they had the lady from Vada on the bias game, fight game. I'm sorry, you gotta keep correcting me. But she yeah. said that out of all the tests Canelo has done with Vada, this is the uh-huh. first time that they did the test. Um, in Mexico, so this is the first time they tested him in Mexico. Um, almost all the time, he's always testing here in the states. So does that kind of warrant the? Okay, well maybe it was the meat. Yeah. You know, do you think that that excuse still lives by? And now in the and now going forward, is that is that excuse now going to be the main excuse now, or is it this is now going to be like no, I don't, we don't give a shit. You should have done what you ate. Yeah, exactly. I think that if you're gonna be eating tainted meat, uh, if, you know, quote and unquote. Hold on, Brian. I, I do want to apologize to the fans. I know we're having technical difficulties. Your volume's going up and down on your on the, on your call right now. So the yeah. moment you're talking loud, the moment you're fucking talking low. So anybody who's listening right now, we are trying to fix a problem right now. So continue, Brian. I'm sorry. No, my bad. For again, yeah, I, I think that people should stop you know using that excuse i think that i think they should stop now uh taking that excuse accepting that excuse i really do believe that you should be smarter now after seeing this you should really avoid eating the tainted meat especially in, in mexico so legacy tainted uh what i mean does it does it put into question other times now does the this put into question the first fight does this put into question the Chavez fight, the Liam Smith fight, Mir um, Khan, who we'll be talking about later on the show? Um, does this put into question all his wins now? Looking looking into it. Because Clambuterol, um, a lot, again, we've been in the Clambuterol talk for almost a month now. It is a substance that is banned by the anti-doping agency. It is a thing that basically burns out, um, basically helps you build muscles, helps with stamina, but build, burns the fat. Yeah. Uh, so um, the on the show last night on the fight game bias game, they said that some people use it to cycle off. So basically, they try to use it to cut the weight, but at the same time keep the mat, keep the muscle in there, and everything like that. So some some athletes use it, some don't. Um, this will be the first instance that a major major fight of this magnitude was put into a, was put to a halt because of this test, because of the findings of clenbuterol in Canelo's system. Um, the outcry I've been hearing from boxers is good for him. This shows that no one's above the law. No one's above the rules. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you bring in millions of dollars to the city of Nevada. Uh, Nevada proved again. Uh, once again, it proved that we don't give a shit if you're John Jones, if you're uh, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, or Canelo Alvarez. If you break the rules, you're done. 
we're gonna suspend you. I know uh, we we all thought. I mean, the my thing was I didn't think the six. I I felt they were gonna suspend him. My thing was more they might let they might go by the the future test now. If he's been testing clean, they're gonna be okay. Well, after the fight, we'll determine your suspension. We'll determine the punishment. I thought the fight was gonna go forward, but then when Canelo dropped out of the fight, which that was one of the key reasons why he got the six month suspension because he uh, voluntarily pulled out of the fight. He voluntarily uh, forked over eight figures without because he could have continued with the fight and then waited waited till yesterday to find out what was going to happen. And he may or may not have not gotten suspended. He may have gotten a slap on the wrist. We don't know. We'll never know. But uh, they like this. The Nevada State Athletic Commission said he was very. Uh, he was never. He wasn't seclusive. He was always open. You know, investigate. Do what you guys got to do. Uh, the only thing I did not like, and I know he had surgery, but the one thing that everyone said is that nobody from Golden Boy Promotions nor Canelo's team were present at the meeting, at the uh, at the scheduled meeting for his suspension. It was just his lawyer there. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, he Canelo wasn't present because uh, of surgery, plastic but, surgery, which later on came out. No, I'm having a cyst removed from my kneecap. Cyst removed, exactly. Yeah. Is that, is that is that one of the reasons why people feel that maybe he should leave Golden Boy? Because Eric Gomez from Golden Boy Promotion came out saying, well, Canelo's having plastic surgery on his knee. And then Canelo came out on Instagram saying, well, no, I'm, I'm having surgery because this is a, this is a, in, this is the kind of a thing I've been wanting to have for a while. And now that I have the time off, I'm going to go get this. You know, I, I that reminds me, I do remember seeing that, that, that Canelo corrected uh, him. But I never found out, like, what, what, was, what did he say originally? Yeah. I never found out. But I think so. I think as a sign, I think he needs to leave. Um, Golden Boy? I, I, Why? They've done so good doing promoting him. Why would you want to leave? I don't know. I think I feel like so far with bullshit like that, I don't know. I don't know if I want to just trust that. I don't know if that's just something you just want to like just say, eh, whatever, it's a one-time deal and move on. I don't know. But so far, I feel like he might leave. I, I'm sorry. I feel like he should leave. But I don't know. Again, it's, it's up to him uh, if he wants to stay there or not. But um, I want to ask you: Did you did you see the commercial the Triple G uh, did and his trainer? Oh, the Jordan commercial, the Abel Sanchez one. Yeah. Yeah, the where Abel Sanchez is eating a steak meat, saying that you don't need supernatural powers. All you need, yeah, is, exactly. you need hard work. You know, um, hold on, man. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, guys, because I know the sound is getting a little bit worse for me. Uh, give us one, about, bitch. Give us one sec. <laughs> Alright guys, please stand by. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on guys? Thank you for waiting. Hopefully we fixed the problem. We are back. Brian got his earphones on now, so most likely we'll have good, better sound. Uh, we left off. Hopefully. You were telling me about Abel Sanchez is a video where he's eating a steak dinner saying that it takes uh, more than just you know, doing some superpowers, basically hinting, saying, you know, you don't got to eat meat to be great and all this shit. And it shows a triple G hitting the pads and all this shit. And then at the end, Abel Sanchez looking at the meat in disgust. And then the end of the word in big, bold letters, no draw. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that was a shot at them right now. I have it. Hold on. I have it right here. So I'm watching it. Superhuman power requires a special ingredient. It's a good steak. And there goes Triple G. Being Triple G. 
Yeah, I guess this was for Jordan Brand. Ah, uh, I forgot. And it's called hard work. I was, I was paying attention to the uh, ridiculous commercial that, that it was. So, it's ridiculous, and you can tell it's a shot at Triple at Triple G. I'm at Canelo and the whole Clemburo scandal and everything. You know, during the lead up to the press conference, you can tell Abel Sanchez was trying to get under Canelo's skin and and all this. Uh, and then going into the first test, being then Triple G was more vocal about his his uh his disdain for cheaters like Canelo and all this. And this has become more of a grudge match now because now both, where before it was Abel Sanchez verbally jabbing at Canelo, Triple G has now mm-hmm. dined in and verbally jabbed at Canelo. So now it's become more of a, of a now Canelo having a disdain for Triple G and Triple G having a disdain for Canelo. Uh, I heard somewhere that Canelo responded back on that. He, I don't know what, <laughs> do you know what he said? <laughs> He did. Uh, well, I, I believe it's removed, but I'm pretty sure you can still find it. Some people that did screenshot it, but yeah, I think he, he basically said, uh, "You can't live without me, can't you?" And I think he there was the emoji of a, I believe a fist and a middle finger. Maybe could be Canelo doing that. Um, will we see Triple G versus Canelo? I mean, six months suspension. Do the math. I mean, do the count it down. He'll be cleared by September. Are we going to see this fight a year from now? I was a I, I was a big proponent of saying they were going to make Triple G wait a year. I, I had to eat shit for a while because the fight was supposed to happen in two weeks. Now the fight's not happening. Am I and am I you know am I right now that the fight is going to take a year later to make? It seems like it, and I I, I hope so because this looks like this is going to be way better than the first fight because now there there's animosity between them too. Yeah. So I, I hope that it does happen, but again, well, we'll see in the next uh, couple months. I mean, Triple G already has an opponent in May, and I I, I don't know where where it's gonna lead to. I don't know if this is it. I, I don't I don't know if we're not gonna see them do the ring again together. If I'm Triple, if okay, but the que- the question is, do we see these guys? Are they gonna fight each other? Uh, Canelo's having surgery on his knee. You, we spoke this off the air earlier today. You said, well. I mean, we might end up seeing this until next May because if I'm Canelo, you would want a tuna fight because you would basically be out of inactivity for almost a year, mm-hmm. out of comp- out of competitive inactivity because you know he was training for a fight for May fifth, but he cut his training camp short, pulled out of the fight, uh, had surgery on his knee. Uh, we don't know how severe the surgery is. I don't think it's that severe because I don't think he's gonna you know do all this stuff and then not come back. Um, but if he does come back in September, um, Mexican Independence Day, does he pick does he pick Triple G right off the bat? Who Triple G would or Triple G would already be an active fighter because he would be fighting his current opponent, which is the next topic we'll be doing right now. But or does he pick a tuna fight himself, fight in September, and then schedule the next fight next May? I, I feel like we're leaning towards that. I think he might do a tuna fight. Something tells me he's going to say, well, uh, I've had this knee surgery. I didn't fight in May. It's going to be one year that I haven't fought now. So I, I, I believe he's going to take a tuna fight. And if I'm Canelo, I and if I'm Canelo, do I really want to go through the whole Triple G? I mean, I know Canelo wants something to prove. He wants to prove that he wasn't gifted this draw. Because I know many people ringside, many people who saw the fight, felt that 
Trip, the Triple G was robbed by Canelo's people, aka Golden Boy Promotions. Uh, with this whole Clambuto gate, it even add more more ga- more uh, fuel to the fire. But if I'm Canelo, do I really want to fight Triple G? I mean, I'm the biggest draw here. I'm still the biggest draw, even with this scandal. People are still talking about me with the suspension. Do I need to fight a guy like Triple G, or does Triple G need to fight me to uh, to validate? His status as one of the most feared wealth, middle, feared middleweights in the world. Does Triple G need Canelo more than Canelo needs Triple G? That's a very good question. Very, very, very good question because we we all saw who won the first fight. I mean, and anybody with a boxing IQ, man, saw that Triple G won that fight. Yeah. In the first fight, but but it's a good question because yeah, like who 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 needs who the most? I mean, just. Canelo need a rematch against Triple G. Does he really need it, or does Triple G needs the win? Needs the fight against Canelo? We'll see. Kind of like a toss up a bit. Kind of a toss up, yeah. Well, if I'm Canelo, you can make you fight anybody, and you're still gonna make money. I mean, if he fights a nobody in September, mm-hmm. he's still gonna generate some pay per view buys. I mean, Triple G was scheduled to fight on pay per view, but he's not gonna fight on pay per view, which now leads me to my no. next leads me to my next topic on the show. Triple G finally finds an opponent, Vonis Matarosen. Uh, uh. Okay, by your by your facial expression, is that a respectable <laughs> opponent right now for Triple G with only what, it's with not, like two weeks notice? Is it two it, weeks or it, a, a week and a half? Not, uh, it's a fight that just really makes you say you might as well just n- not even take any fight. If you couldn't find an opponent for uh, single de Mayo, then you could have just waited to uh, maybe another month or two. Mexican style but two. But it, it just seems like he just needed to fight on that day. He needed to be active, but. Well, we... I keep hearing. Well, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I, I kept. I keep hearing that the, he could have fought his mandatory opponents, but that didn't happen. I'm not sure. Well, I mean about that. I don't know if that's true or not. But I kept hearing that he could have easily fought the mandatory opponents for his belts, and he didn't. Well, the thing is, here we come to find out that either fighters didn't want to take the fight in short notice, or uh, Triple G's promotion was being very very cheap in offering the money. Like, hey, uh, we're going to give you two and a half weeks to train, to come down to middleweight. You're going to shot get a shot at middleweight champion, Triple G, and we're going to pay you this amount of money. Some people are going to want the shot, but at the same time, the money. The money has to match the fucking opportunity. That's why that one guy, uh, was it Gary O'Sullivan, turned the fight down. He was fighting May 4th at middleweight. They offered him the fight. He said, of course I wanted to fight, fight Triple G, but the money wasn't right. Uh, that was a that was a guy that was a mandatory as well. Charles fighting this weekend. He's a mandatory if he beats Hugo Centennial. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's other middleweights that he could have fought, uh, other number one contenders, but he chose Vonis Vonis Matarosian from Glendora from Glendale, sorry Glendale California. Don't say Glendora, but no Glendale California. He's an Armenian fighter. Armenians are very known, you know, very uh, diehard fans for their people. Victor Chinian mm-hmm. comes to mind, but. Um, is he a respectable opponent? No, I mean, look, I was, I was trying to remember when was the last time he fought. I kept, I, I didn't believe people when they said he last fought two years ago. And I'm like, no, it can't be he fought two years ago. So I look at box rec, which, you know, Harry's all the boxes record. And yeah, he last fought two years ago in May against Lara for Lara's fucking WBA belt. And he, he lost by a split decision, which many people felt was a board fest. He last fought two years ago, and here's the thing. He fought a junior middleweight, which is 154 pounds. He's been a natural 154 pounder for his entire career, who will now move up to middleweight. Now, it's not a big jump, but at the same time, it's kind of like, 
You had Triple G had the Billy Joe Sounders. He had the Demetrius Andre. He had the Danny Jacobs. He had the Charlo, uh, Jamel Charlo, or Jamal, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm fucking it up. Um, he had opponents he could have fought. He had Gilberto Ramirez at super middleweight. Julio Cesar Chavez, if you wanted to fight him at a catch weight. There were opponents galore for Triple G, and he chose Vonis Matarosen, Stub Hub Center. Uh, the fight's May 5th. I personally will say that I tried to buy tickets, but for the price and the time frame this fight's taking place, they're a little bit too pricey for me at the moment. Oh, really? I think I, I was. I, I mean, I didn't. Get, I was looking real quick as soon as the ticket sales went on. Maybe the cheap seats went, but the only seats that are available were like two hundred and six dollars. I mean, oh. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not gonna pay two hundred six dollars to see a whitewash fight. I mean, yeah. no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect to Valens Rosen. Any any fighter who steps in the ring deserves my respect. Deserves the respect of this of the listeners of you. Everybody needs to respect these fighters. They're putting their lives on the line. But let's be honest, Triple G. Is right now the elite middleweight. Vanes Mount Rosen has been inactive for two years. What shot are we giving Vanes Mount Rosen? I know that's gonna be, you know, if he wins, it's a Cinderella story. Here comes this underdog guy who took the fight in short notice. Uh, example, Rocky. Rocky took a fight in short notice. Remember? You know, but this is, you know, if we learn anything, Rocky Balboa is a fictional movie. Boxing yeah. is real. So I'm being realistic. Triple G wins. Now, I've talked to coworkers. I've talked to people. They all say, "Well, he's picking Triple. He's picking Vanessa Rosen because he doesn't want to get hurt in case he has to fight Trip uh, Canelo in September." If that's the case, it makes sense. If Vanessa Rosen, again, no disrespect to the guy, but you're all coming off a two-year layoff, and you lost, uh, and you're not a full-fledged middleweight. Does this look, does it, we, we just talked about Canelo's legacy. Does this stain Canelo's legacy? Well, does this hurt Triple G's legacy, especially that the fight you're going into is your 20th title defense? Bernard Hopkins' title defense was against against the number four ranked middleweight against Howard Eastman, which was a respectable middleweight. Triple G's defending his title for the 20th time against Vanes Matarosen mm-hmm. in a historical yeah. fight. You know, fuck, okay, screw the whole Cinco de Mayo fight. You got scrapped. Okay, whatever. We live and we, go, we continue on. Boxing keeps moving. You know, these fighters are just another wheel on the on the, on the the machine. They're, the boxing's going to keep moving. And Triple G just demonstrated that boxing will move regardless of Canelo's stature. But, Vonis Matarosen? Couldn't you have waited until mid-August to pick another opponent? Given someone the proper time to train for you? Given proper time to promote this fight? I mean, what kind of promotion are we looking at? The, the fight's May 5th. That's like, what, a week away? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, two two weeks. Two weeks away. What kind of promotion are we looking at? H- I, I, that, that's why I'm surprised. I, I really thought that, no, they, they're, they're not going to find an opponent. I really thought that uh, he's going to wait probably another month. Especially and... right now with the fact that the, the second negotiations went a little harder because... Triple G felt he, he deserved a little bit more money. Golden Boy and Canelo were, well, you're, you're the B-side. We're the money makers. We're the ones making all the money. We're the, you know, people come to see me fight. This and that. All that. You don't sell pay-per-views. I'm sorry. I think Triple G versus Von and Rosen is going to be the worst viewership for HBO boxing. Triple G, who's used to being, who ranking in a lot of viewerships, will not be getting a lot of viewership for HBO for that championship boxing fight. Not enough time to promote it. 
why am I? I mean, I'm gonna watch it because I'm a boxing fan, and because for the show purpose, I am gonna do it. Um, I know you're not coming until June out here, but you're more than welcome to come down. Carne asada, bunch of watermelon celebrating Cinco de Mayo weekend, watching <laughs> watching a guy from Kazakhstan and an Armenian fight on Cinco de Mayo. Well, I mean, what other world can we live in? But I'm gonna have clambuterol meat. I'm gonna <laughs> clambuterol carne asadas. Um, but I don't some see chorizo. it. I think so some uh, Argentinian <laughs> chorizos. Hopefully they're not laced with clambuterol as well. But the fact, I honestly think that this fight will be the lowest viewership for Triple G and it will hurt Triple G in the negotiation table if they fight in September. Because what, uh, what drawing power do you going to have in two weeks? Are you really going to sell? If he sells out the Stub Hub Center in two weeks, he has he has a name recognition. But I don't see him selling out Stub Hub Center in two weeks. I really don't. I, I think uh, you're going to see a, probably a lot of empty seats. <laughs> or they're going to give uh, away a lot of seats. They're going to give away a, They're going to give them away for cheap. Or that too. Yeah, you're right. They, they probably might do that as well. But uh, again, to two weeks, that's just uh, it's too short, man. It's a short notice for it. For to promote a fight. Again, I'm just surprised that they they allow this. or They, I, they still um, set, a, set up a fight set up a date uh, for HBO. Uh, HBO's been looking like shit, man, for real. Like, we, we talked about it. We talked about how, like, you know, they're not coming up with many fights. No, they're this, not. This is, this is so far a baddie for HBO right now. Well, it looks bad on HBO because HBO doesn't have any name, marquee names anymore. Canelo's out for six months. He's only fighting on pay-per-view. Triple G's mm-hmm. going to fight, but it's against Von Ismael Rosen. Uh, Sergey Koval is fighting, but I think uh, no, I don't know if that's official yet. Um, but they're, they're they HBO, which was the premier uh, channel for boxing to see up and rising fighters, legends, has now become a uh, every three months we see a good fight, and if we see a good fight, you got to pay for it on pay per view. And yeah. HBO is falling down, but I think this will be the worst showing for Triple G on HBO on their channel because two weeks to promote this fight, especially with the backlash. I'm reading right now. It's a. They're calling him triple, uh, triple cherry pick. They're calling him a cherry picker. They, I mean, I think the the fans are quickly turning on Triple G as they turned on Canelo, because, again, no disrespect to the fighter, but when you have a a talent pool at middleweight where you can pick anybody and you're choosing this guy, you better. I mean, you better be choosing him because. I mean, I don't know. I don't want. I don't know why you. I mean, I know it's two weeks' notice, and I know people are gonna be well. In two weeks, he's not gonna be training for an elite fighter. I get that, but then don't fight May fifth. There was no reason for you to fight May fifth. You could have postponed the match. You could have found someone else more respectable to the audience, to the boxing world. I mean, even the boxing world was kind of like, really, this guy. You could have found someone else, man. Especially you want to be considered the one of the best middleweights in the world. You want. You want the. The 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 star recognition that you you know you want the respect from the from the casual fans, then you should have fought someone else. I mean, uh, I asked the question earlier: Is Triple G Canelo gonna happen? I don't think so. I think Triple G and Abel Sanchez might be tired of all this bullshit around, especially if Golden Boy promotion come around. You know, hey, well we're the bigger draw, and you guys proved you guys can't draw crap. 
Then if I'm Triple G, screw you. I'd rather go to I'd rather go to the UK, go fight Billy Joe Sanders, and unify the titles. Oh wait, I can't unify the titles anymore because I was just told that if I fight Von Isman Rosen, Matter Rosen, I will be stripped of my IBF middleweight title. Yeah, I read about. I read that there's a possibility he's gonna get stripped of that. Yeah, because they they say that you might. Okay, then then he's not he's not even ranked in middleweight. You're fighting guys yeah. who's not ranked. I don't know. I think he should have waited. I, I, I think he should have waited. No, I, again, I, I said the same thing. Yes, he should. He should have waited because as Mayfield was getting closer and closer, I just said that he's not gonna fight that day again. He's gonna wait another month and maybe fight Billy Joe Sanders next, or uh, maybe a rematch with Gabe Rosado. But Gabe Rosado, what the hell but, are you gonna fight a rematch against Gabe Rosado for? Oh, he thought that he he, uh, he basically challenged him, saying that you know he. he I don't know. He says something about like he's a better fighter now, and basically he he threw his name out there saying that I would like to challenge Triple G again uh, at middleweight. Yeah, it's, it's not but, it's not marketable for me. No, but I don't know. Again, I, I'm not I'm not happy about it. But uh, like you said, uh, you'll watch it. I know I will watch it if I had HBO. But again, it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. And I hope that uh uh he fight when he fights again. Uh, it will be this time. It will be a very a good opponent, very respectable opponent. Because it's just ridiculous. No, it is. It is a ridiculous thing. Um, I think properly he should have waited, found another opponent, or if you were gonna fight Vanes by Rosen, at least I don't know, promote it a little bit better. Like, oh well, I got an opponent. Here you go. Here's this guy. I don't. I, I don't. I just yeah, don't, basically. I, I feel last week we talked about it. He should have waited. He should have given a couple more weeks. And he could have got a Gary O'Sullivan to come in, offered him a little bit more money, told him, hey, you know what, I'm going to give you more time. You know, let's get this fight going. Let you, let's, give, let's get you your shot. I need an opponent. Uh, if if, uh, if uh, I think the only way I can forgive this, not forgive this, I think it's the wrong way because I think he gives us two shits if I forgive him. Uh, the only way I can accept this fight is if his next fight is Billy Joe Sanders or uh, Danny Jacobs yeah. or a Charlo brother or somebody of the top five middleweights in the world and say, you know what? Screw Canelo. I'm going to keep moving forward. I am going to etch my name in the middleweight division. I am going to move forward. I am going to fight these guys because, I mean, the old Triple G, I mean, Triple G is going back to, I mean, he should go back to fighting twice to three times a year. Keeping himself active. Yeah, they, waiting, yeah, they, waiting they were pretty for these, entertaining when he did that. Waiting for these guys, waiting for Canelo and only fighting once a year or Danny Jacobs, you know, uh, once a year. It's not working anymore for you. You're being more vulnerable now. I mean, especially, you're not, you're not young anymore. You know, you're not you're not the, the a spring chicken, you know. You're, you're getting a little bit older. You're getting a little wear and tear. Might as well start fighting the other fights that might make you, not make you the Canelo type money, but make you decent money right now. Yeah, I agree. Because he's not, he's, he's not getting any younger. Not getting any younger, but that's what I would do. That's what I, I would totally do. Agree. If he does that, then it makes up for this fight happening May 5th. If he comes back, mm-hmm. if he beats Von Amata Rosen as easily as we know, he's going to probably beat him. Or if he struggles with uh, This is the thing. It hurts. If Triple G wins, it hurts him because it's kind of like, well, of course, he was supposed to defeat this guy. If he yeah. struggles against the guy, it's kind of be, well... Is he getting older? Is he ready for the pickings? And if if uh, if this would have happened, Canelo would have won the first fight. And then 
if you look back, if you look vulnerable against Von and Monterosen, it's gonna put into question. Well, thinking about it, did Triple G really win that first fight? You know what I mean? If he win, if he yeah. wins easily, it's kind of well, he's supposed to have done that. It's look at the opponent. If he struggles, it's kind of like we start questioning. Well, was Triple G really good? Did he really beat Canelo, or is he just getting older? So it well, hurts. Him, it hurts him in both ways. It's a no win. It's a no win situation for him. That's another reason why this is a bad, uh, a bad one for Triple G. It's bad. He's he's not gonna win nothing out of this. Nothing at all. Besides what a twentieth title defense? Like really, you could have you could have waited in Basically. August and fought Billy Joe Saunders for the undisputed middleweight championship mm-hmm. of the world, and people would have been like, "Hell yeah, that's hell worth the wait." Yeah. Instead, I mean, again, I don't know. We're beating the dead horse here. Uh, I wanted to touch on this. Um, you posted this on the Boxing Cipher podcast, Polly Malamaji appeared on a podcast show called the Below the Belt by Brendan Schaub. And he came out and said the problem with boxers today is with today's young boxers is they want to be Instagram stars instead of real boxers. The reason I'm mentioning this because uh, in on the other topics we have for tonight, uh, we're going to talk about two fighters that are Instagram boxers instead of real boxers. But uh, Pali Malaji hit it right on the bell, right on the bell, on the chin, I'm sorry, where he said, you know, nowadays these fighters don't strive to be great. They strive to be just decent. Like, they're content. Like, oh, okay, well, I made this amount of money. I'm cool. They don't strive to be the great, like, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Miyoko. They don't strive that. It's kind of like, okay, well, I won the title. I'm the best. And I'm on music videos. And um, I'm on, I have a million followers on Instagram. I got this many fucking tweets. Do you think Polly was correct on that? I mean, Polly's got, I think Polly Malinaji is one of the great commentators we have right now besides Mauro Ronaldo and Pauli Malinaji and uh and I forgot the this that's Steve Gray. Oh my god. The showtime. By the way, Mauro's Yeah, by the way, Mauro's fucking incredible. Just Mauro's incredible in anything. He can comment he can <laughs> he comment me taking say a, that first. He can comment uh he can commentate on me taking a shit and make it the most glorious shit I've ever taken probably. I mean, uh, to, to I mean, I know the boxing just want to say that you know I don't know if you saw that video. Yeah, his wrestling thing. Of NXT. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying he can comment. Some anything. people are giving him shit, saying that he should calm down. For me, I say that is real emotion. That's passion. That's passion. Last time, that's emotion, passion. passion. The last time I heard something like that was Jr. You know, yeah. I'm not saying he's a Jr. But no, no, I, 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 get I, you. I heard a commentator was that. So I, I get you. Say that. I get you. So what do you think of Paul's comments, though? Like, do you think that's true nowadays? I don't, I, so yeah, gonna, back to Pauly. Uh, because yes, we're going to talk. The reason about, I posted that because we're going to talk like about this, the other fighters. That's exactly true. I think. Yeah. Exactly how I feel. This is what I see on social media. I agree when he said that now, once they win the belt, they want to go on Instagram and social media and you know pretend to be the you know pretend to be you know the champion rather than actually be the champion. You get me? Mm-hmm. And I that's I, I totally agree. They're going out there and they they're trying to play the part. But they're not being a part. Instead of uh, the old saying, um, using wrestling terms, to be the man, you got to beat the man. These guys just get the belt and they think they're the man. They think they're the man, exactly. So it's not easy. I mean, they they think it's just, like you said, just just because they, they win a belt, that's it. They think they've had it made. No, that's that's not how it works. And, yeah, and when I when he said that, obviously, I mean, people like, yeah, Broner are doing that. Okay. Well, and I, t- I, and I totally agree. I, I like what he said, and I agree. He's, I agree with you. He's probably the greatest uh, boxing commentator right now. Yeah, he has to be hands down. Well, going away from boxing commentator, because I just threw that in there. Uh, before I forget, 
June 9th, the return of the Gypsy King. Uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah. Tyson Fury makes his return. He is back. Showing his nipples again. He'll be showing jab. What do you think? So, I thought about it. I had time to think about it. The show, you know, we, we, we waited seven days to talk about it. But Tyson Fury yeah. coming back, does that put a monkey wrench in the negotiations for uh, Wilder, Joshua? Because... Yeah, because I think he threw I, a monkey wrench or somebody, yeah. Because Joshua <laughs> Wilder is considered to be the biggest heavyweight fight in, in, in the world right now, but Tyson Fury versus Joshua is a big fight in the UK right now. That is yeah, the biggest uh, fight to happen in the UK. Like Joshua could be... Br- Br- Brendan Shaw, is that his name? Uh, yeah, Brendan Big Brown Shaw, yeah, former UFC yeah, heavyweight he, he, contender. Yeah, he said it, right? Didn't he say And I agree with him, but I think that's big in the UK. It is. It is AJ and, and Tyson Fury. Yeah, it is. So do you think that kind of stops the momentum of this whole uh, people pushing for Wilder versus Joshua? And now Tyson Fury, depending how he looks, which we all think he's probably going to look good because they're going to put him against a good opponent because he's been inactive for, what, two, three years? No. When did he beat Vladimir Klitschko? He beat Klitschko in November of 2015. There you go. So he's been inactive for a while. So you're not gonna put so him. Been active for two and a half years. So you're not gonna put him against the top five heavyweight or the top ten heavyweight. You're gonna put him against a guy that's, you know, good enough to see where Tyson's at right now. Mm. You know, if they put yeah, him, I, I, uh-huh. if you put him against a guy like uh, Shannon Briggs, that'll be kind of great. Cause I think that'll be great promotion. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go, champ! Let's <laughs> go, champ! And then you got Tyson Fury going. I don't know what you're talking about. Tyson Fury don't talk to nobody. <laughs> I think it'll be great promote, but <laughs> but depending how he, <laughs> what happened? No, that interview that he had, no comment. What do you, what do you think about the comments he made about the drugs or cocaine? Something like this. No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment. No fucking comment. But what do you think though? If he comes back and looks impressive in his comeback, which he should, because his promoter is not going to put him against the top ten heavyweight right now. Maybe they maybe put him against a guy that's below the top ten, and he looks good. Does that does that stop the momentum of a Joshua Joshua Wilder? Because right now Eddie Hearn came out and said, "I don't think Wilder is worth forty percent. He don't attract nobody. He's not a pay per view star. He don't sell out or he don't sell out stadiums." Tyson Fury, on the other hand, I mean, he put he put asses in seat when he fought Vladimir Klitschko. In Hamburg, uh-huh. Germany. So I mean, and he he's still relevant. Every time, every time Tyson Fury did something in the UK, it was big news out there. So imagine he comes back, wins, and then challenges uh, Anthony Joshua. And Tyson Fury is a good fighter. He's a frustrating fighter. I know uh, Vladimir came out and said, "Well, if uh, you know who would win, well Joshua, because Joshua is a better fighter." Well, I mean, why, um, Tyson Fury kind of frustrated you, Vladimir. You weren't able to get anything clean off of him. No. So he no. has a style that he can give either Wilder or Joshua a big trouble. Depending how he looks for a two and a half year out two and a half year out um goddamn somebody two and a half year layoff. Coming back, he'll probably look good, but he still has a style that probably gives both guys trouble. And I think um, Joshua's people are gonna stop negotiating with Wilder. And even if they, if they are or not negotiating, they're not gonna do it now. They're going to wait on uh, Tyson Fury's June 9th fight. Yeah, I, I do believe they they put a hole in it a little bit. And I think they're probably saying to themselves, let's see how Tyson Fury looks. Let's see how of a good fight. 
I mean, again, they just want to see how how the fight goes. And David Hayes Seriously. fighting too. David Hayes fighting. Uh, oh my God, uh, Tony Bellew. Mm. David Hayes. David Hayes said, "Depending if I get hurt, win or lose, I'm retiring. If I look good, I'm gonna continue for the hunt." And David Hayes, another UK fighter, who, I mean, if even if Joshua fights David Hayes, that's a big fight for the UK as well. Yeah, exactly. So I. But think Tyson that... Fury's the guy we're talking about now, though. Tyson Fury's a. I mean, he he's a self promoter. The man can talk. Yeah. He, he can sing. The guy can sing? <laughs> I mean, the man can sing and dance, and he can fight. And, you know, it, it does sort of look like they're, they're are going to lean towards the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight. And I think I think that might happen. I are think you interested? Like that. The winner of that fight are faces Deontay Wilder. And here's the thing. He, you know, here, here's the here, uh, wrestling. Here's the here's a storyline behind that. Tyson Fury... Is con- even though he was stripped, I don't know why you would strip somebody because the linear championship is not a mandatory. But uh, exactly, he is. Con- he did beat the man who beat the man. He beat Vladimir Klitschko, who was considered to be the linear champion in heavyweight. So even though he was stripped by the Ring Magazine or whoever holds the linear championship and does the rankings, he is the man who never was defeated. Yeah. He was. They never took away the titles from him. So you got that no, backstory. Nobody. You got Joshua considered to be one of the best heavyweights in the world, and you got the the you know the Gypsy King saying, you know, hey, I'm I am a champion that was never dethroned. I'm undefeated. I'm the champ. You're just a guy holding my shit when I was out snorting coke for two and a half years. I'm gonna come <laughs> back. I'm gonna beat your ass now. I mean, oh my god, you, you can't even write this stuff. I mean, no, the storyline is there. You well, got. Sure. What Fury did is that it is amazingly that he put himself in there. Rather than talking to just, just two guys, Wilder and Joshua, Tyson just comes in and goes, no, motherfucker, I'm, like you said, I'm the champ. I'm the real champ. You should be fighting me. I'm the real this champ. Is this is basically a triple threat right here. Basically. You know? So, I'm in, to be honest, I'm interested to see Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Me too. Just for the I'm very interested just for both the, guys beat Klitschko. Just for the sheer promotion. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if, if Tyson wins, I want to see what song he comes out with next. Oh god! <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I asked myself this. Um, let's just say he beats. Uh, yeah, he beats Anthony Joshua. You think that he's, he'll still feel hungry? You think he'll be hungry to fight Deontay Wilder? I think the hunger is there right now, man. How can you not be hungry? All the millions of dollars there. Okay, perfect example. There's a storyline between him and Joshua. Joshua holds a championship. He holds a lineal champion. It's a big fight in the UK. That's going to motivate him. And then mm. you got... Uh, and then across the pond, you got the American heavyweight, Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder, claiming to be the heavyweight, claiming to be another great heavyweight. And both of those guys faced off, remember? When Wilder yeah, fought, did. I forgot who Wilder fought, and they came face to face, and we thought, oh my god, this is a great fight. Both guys are fucking same height. Both guys can look like they're going to bang each other out. No, no homo. I'm not trying to say they're banging each other like that. But <laughs> you guys know what I mean. But these guys can go at it. And, you know, of course, Tyson Fury got stripped because he tested positive for cocaine, and we all, we all know the backstory. I honestly think these two guys are motivating Tyson Fury to get back back on track. I think if he beats if he beats Joshua, he will not relapse. I don't. I think uh, he. I think he jumped that hurdle because I think knowing the fact that he has another opponent that will motivate him to get back, get up every morning to run, to run, to train, to defend that title. 
is um, both Joshua and Wilder. Those are the guys that that uh, they're gonna motivate him. And yeah. I can't wait. Oh, to see hopefully, it. I, I really do hope so. I hope so too. I mean, I know that I, I'm. A, I do want to watch Wilder versus Joshua. I want to see it badly, but you throw in Tyson Fury in there now. It's kind of like whoa, Tyson Fury. But do I want to watch it because of the promotion leading into the fight with Tyson Fury walking in as Batman and all that shit? Remember, he dressed up as Batman for fuck's sakes. Do yeah, I, he did. Do I want to see it because of the promotion or do I think his style? I think his style will cause a problem. His height and his height and style will cause a problem for Joshua and will cause a problem for uh, for Wilder. It will be interesting. I mean, overall, man, that, that, that's an interesting fucking fight to watch. Both fights, if he either if he fights Wilder, if he fights Joshua, both fights are going to be interesting, and both are going to be musty heavyweight fights. I agree. So let's continue going. Next topic: uh, the Freddie Roach uh, Manny Pacquiao split. Uh, uh, I think I think Manny's an asshole. <laughs> Fred, Freddie never said that, Brian. Freddie never said that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, um, he never said that. <laughs> he probably thought it, but he hasn't. So Manny Pacquiao, three days ago, said there is no final decision on Freddie Roach yet. Uh, he continued to say, contrary to statements which I personally did not make that are circulating in the media, I have not made my final decision. Who will see? Who will be my head trainer on July 14th fight against Matisse? My advisor, Michael Kahn's, has been in contact with Freddie, with Freddie's people to keep me to, to keep them informed. I will make a final decision within the week. When that decision is made, Freddie will be the first to be informed, and I will advise the media later. Now, this is kind what? of this is court, this is contrary to where Michael Kahn said that Freddie Roach will no okay. longer be the trainer of Manny Pacquiao. Boo Boy Fernandez and a, a guy who used to be Manny, Cook, Manny Pacquiao's cook will be the assistant assistant trainer. And the reason why is because Manny Pacquiao felt disrespected and offended by Freddie Roach's comments after the Jeff Horn fight. And also felt that Freddie wasn't doing his job when Jeff Horn was illegally headbutting him or using dirty tactics and never said nothing to the ref. Mm-hmm. So they fired him. And... When Freddie came, when the media came to Freddie, hey Freddie, how do you feel you got fired? Freddie's like, wait, I got fired? What are you talking about? <laughs> Freddie found out through the media that he was let go. He never got, and then Freddie came out in a statement and goes, I was never called. No one ever called me. No one ever told me like, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm, that's it. You know, Freddie, at least, at least giving the man the common courtesy and call him like, hey, Freddie, this is Manny Pacquiao. You know, I, you know, at least giving them the com, at least giving them the 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 courtesy and be like, hey, Freddie, you know what? I'm fighting Lucas Matisse. Oh, that's great. When do we start? Well, here's the thing, man. I'm gonna use Boo Boy for this fight. Um, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but you know, maybe later on we can talk. I can't talk right now, but I do want to talk to you. I felt that you know during the Jeff Horn fight and the comments you made, I I felt a little disrespected. I felt that you didn't have my back, but. I don't want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it later. But I'm just letting you know because it's going to circulate that I fired you. But no, I'm, I'm using Boo Boy for this fight. I'm not going to use you right now. Simple as that. Freddie would have been like, you know what? It's just a misunderstanding. I wish Manny his best with Boo Boy. And that's it. Not fire, but not not even letting him know. And then letting your 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 goon weasel of an advisor like Michael Collins come out. Who We all know Michael Collins doesn't get along with Freddie. We still on that in 24-7. Alex Riza doesn't like him. Michael Kahn is a piece of shit. Everybody knows that. 
outside of inside of yeah. boxing. Michael Collins is a piece of shit. So we knew that. So Collins was, of course, happy to be like, oh, we, we fired Freddie Roach because he's incompetent and this and that. We all knew this. And what what happened? The media turned on Manny Pacquiao because like, why would you do that? A 16-year relationship, 34 fights. You're going to turn the back on a man you called your father, a man who you said saved your boxing career. You're going to turn your back away from him? The media turned on Manny Pacquiao, and of course Manny Pacquiao had to come back and make that statement and say, well, well, no, 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 that's not the final decision. We, I still got to talk. We, we're talking to Freddie right now. Well, guess what? The press conference just happened right now in Malaysia with Lucas Matisse, and he wasn't there. By the way, they both look fucking funny in that press conference, by the way. They look like and two retired picture. fighters that are still fighting, even though past the prime. Past the prime. Look like two retired fighters past their prime, bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's man, fighting. That's... He's fighting Ju- July fifteenth in Malaysia, but it will be July fourteenth here in the states against Lucas Matisse. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read some of the comments. Both of these guys. And the press conference. Well, first of all, Brian. Before I read the comments of the press conference this happened this that happened a couple of days ago, what are your thoughts on the Freddie Roach Manny Pacquiao? Um, thing you know do you think that was a good move um what, what are your thoughts i mean i don't think i i don't remember what your thoughts were on the situation well i mean well by me i don't know that that depends like do when i first heard that freddie was not gonna be there i mean that i was a bit surprised for me and then he kept telling me it's not the first time that you know he has not worked with freddie but that's so surprising because like it's 16 together and you're just not gonna have them and in his next fight, then, then now we now he comes back saying that no, like uh, I haven't made my final decision yet. I mean, as you were telling me all this, I just kept giving you this face like, fuck, man, what's what's true and 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 what's not? Like, come on, make up your fucking mind. What again? Like, what was fake news and what was not? We don't know. And it seems, I mean, it's because it seems like the story you told me kind of seems legit because that's that's something that probably would do. Probably they did wanted to get rid of uh, Freddie Roach, and then after the backlash, Manny and Manny and and, and his people probably saying, "Fuck, oh, okay, people are getting, getting mad about this. Let me come back and say that hey, I have not made my final decision yet." Yeah, because I felt that was backlash. Like, what a coincidence! People were talking and saying that's pretty messed up. You didn't give this man the kind of courtesy, and especially the way Freddie Roach. Mm-hmm. Freddie Roach acted very professional. He didn't come on and call Manny an asshole like you were saying earlier, right now. <laughs> He hey, said, he's an asshole, and uh, I helped his career. And, uh, yeah, no, he, he just... I also think he's an asshole, yeah. He just I, said, look, I mean, I love Manny. I wish him nothing but the best. I wish I could have I wish I could have gotten a call. And everyone's like, wait, you didn't get a call? Like, like no, I didn't get a call. So, of course, up, the backlash man. came out. But from the looks of it, the fight's still going to go on with with or without Freddie Roach. Manny Pacquiao came mm-hmm. out in, in a quote saying, my time is not done yet. That's what I'm trying to prove. I don't have a prediction, but I would do my best to win convincingly. If I can have the chance to finish it right away, I'll finish it. Lucas Matisse comes out and says, I'll die for the title if I have to. I'm going to defend this title to the death. He's a very good, he's very good, but not the same level. Ever since the knockout loss, Pacquiao suffered in the hands of Juan Manuel Marquez. So both guys saying the right stuff to promote this fight. Uh, it's not catching a lot of buzz out here. I mean, it is going to be viewed on ESPN app um, um, through Top Rank. 
Uh, Golden Boy Promotions is helping promote this fight with us with Manny Pack MP Promotions, which is Manny Pacquiao Promotions. Uh, I mean, is this fight even significant? We've talked about this fight. Is this even that significant? Is this fight even important? Lucas Matisse, you know, he he looked decent in his last fight. Um, he, this is his third time. This is his third outing at welterweight. Manny Pacquiao hasn't fought since the Jeff Horn fight, and fight after fight has looked. Not like the same Manny Pacquiao as before. Is this fight even interesting? Would this fight have been interesting five years ago when Lucas Matisse was rampaging through 140 pounders, and Manny Pacquiao uh, was rampaging through a hundred through 147 pounders? Yeah, this yeah. would have been an interesting. Uh, fight? That, that, the, the answer is uh, this fight is not interesting. No, this fight could have been uh, a bit more interesting, like you said, back in the days when both were, you know, on a roll when they were rampaging the 140, 147 pound fighters. And now it's not. No, it's not anymore. I I feel. And, and yeah, exactly. It's not. So, one time when I heard the news, it, it didn't, it didn't excite me. It didn't spark any interest. I, I it doesn't spark my interest. It sparks a little bit of my interest, especially now with the Freddie Roach dilemma. How is this fucking happen? Thirty four fights mm-hmm. without Freddie Roach. What are you gonna do? I know I did say that he do he did do one fight without Freddie Roach, which was the Jorge Jorge Solis fight in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. That was because Freddie Roach was training Oscar De La Hoya, and that was when Oscar De La Hoya was suing Manny Pacquiao for the because he lied to him and accepted money, saying that he was going to join Golden Boy Promotions, but instead mm-hmm. took the money and flew back to the Philippines and signed with Top Rank, and we all know that story how that unfolded. But yeah, but uh. I, it, that's the only interesting part I see right now. How is the dynamic going to be without Freddie Roach? Because for so long you've heard you've heard his voice. I know that Manny Pacquiao's team is saying, well, you know, in recent fights, you know, Freddie wasn't really talking in the corner anymore. It was always boo boy and this and that. But uh, I'll give credit to to this guy. You know, he's also he's been a sponsor of the show for the mics, Mister L.A. Bico, Mister uh, Luis Arriaga. Uh, he mean uh, he posted and saying, well, look. Freddie Roach, Freddie Roach is a high, I, I feel that Freddie Roach is a hired gun. And he came out and said, well, no, Freddie Roach has got to be considered to be one of the best top trainers in the world because he knows how to break it down a fight blueprint. Like, break it down piece by piece and put up the best blueprint for his fighter. And I think that that is a dynamic that Manny Pacquiao is going to miss because Manny Pacquiao can be fast, can be strong, can have all this, but... Freddie Roach was the mastermind behind the blueprint that put everything together, put Manny's uh, strengths in full front and made his weaknesses not even appear in the fight. And not having that in his corner will probably be detrimental to Manny Pacquiao against a guy like Lucas Matisse, who even, pa- even I feel Lucas Matisse is past his best now, but still mm-hmm. carries fucking grenades in those hands, both the left and the right hand. And I think it's a little bit dangerous. I think this is a dangerous fight for Manny Pacquiao. Not having Freddie Roach because I think a guy like Freddie Roach would have picked the part and be like, you know, this is what you do good, this is what you don't do good. Against a fighter like Matisse, we're gonna have to do this now. And again, and um, no, no disrespect to Boo Boy, but I mean, you've been an assistant trainer, bro. This is your first time handling a big major fight against an icon like Manny Pacquiao. The pressure's on him too. Yeah, it is. But. I, really, I agree. Really I agree with a guy like uh, Luis Arellano when he says, you know, it's Freddie Roach's the the blueprint that Freddie Roach makes for each of each fighter of his is the key, is the key is the key to the success for all of his fighters he's had. Even though I think he's a hired gun, but 
I, I, the only fight, honestly, that I'm interested in is uh, fighting Terrence Crawford, which supposedly they say that could happen this year. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I didn't hear about that. Elaborate. Yeah, so they so they say that supposedly again, you know, take as a rumor that if Manny and Crawford both win their fights, they can end up winning. Uh, they can end up fighting each other this year by the end by the end of this year. Well, Top Rank wants to do it, man. Well, this is the thing. If that's true, do you think it was Freddie Roach who was trying to keep away Terrence Crawford from Manny? Maybe because I I believe didn't didn't he say that didn't he say that uh, it's probably a bad idea to go in against Terrence Crawford because I mentioned it because I wonder how he's gonna be when he fights a guy who has that killer instinct. Well, we already know. I mean, Brian, we already know Manny Pacquiao. I mean, since the Marquez fight, he doesn't have the killer instinct. People can say what they want. Well, Manny Pacquiao, no, he hasn't had that killer instinct anymore. He hasn't had it in a while anymore. Whether that be because he was on PEDs, whether because of the knockout loss, whichever. He hasn't had that type of performance. Like He hasn't savagely beaten somebody like he did against Mio Cotto. Where or when he disfigured Margarito's face for twelve rounds, we haven't seen that Manny Pacquiao in a long time, um, and we also haven't seen him against fighters that will engage him in that sort of manner, like the like uh, uh, Eric Morales when he fought the first time. Eric Morales threw caution to the wind. Okay, you want to bang it out? Let's bang it out. Or a Marquez who was just toe to toe with him, punch for punch. You know, try to catch up to him. Was hungry like him. Didn't let didn't, when he when he made a mistake, he made him pay. We haven't seen Manny in those type of fights. We see them against the likes of uh, Chris Algieri, no disrespect, Brandon Rios, uh, Jeff Horn, no disrespect to those two fighters. We see them against the likes of those fighters that will never cause Manny any problems, and we're never going to see Manny be pushed to the limit. Uh, Terrence Crawford is that glimpse of can this guy push Manny to the limit, and does Manny still have that killer instinct in him? Mm-hmm. Because all these fighters have not pulled, have not been able to get the old Manny Pacquiao out of him. Because Manny Pacquiao has never had to pull that out of himself. And even at this stage, even if even if this fight does happen, what does that prove anything? If Crawford beats the shit out of him, it's going to be, well, Manny Pacquiao hasn't really been the same since the Marquez fight. Or Manny Pacquiao hasn't been the same since he found religion. There's always going to be a what if. I think if the fight would have happened two, three years ago, maybe. But I think the, the allure of, oh, maybe the old Manny Pacquiao will come back, it's never going to happen. We didn't see it in the Horn fight. We didn't see it in the Rios fight. We didn't see it in the Algeri fight. We didn't see it in the Bradley 3 fight. And for damn sure, we're not going to see it in the Lucas Matisse fight. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that old We haven't seen that Manny Pacquiao in a long time. So for a Crawford and Pacquiao fight to happen, to me it's meaningless because it's not going to prove anything. And yeah, it'll, it'll be a good name under Crawford's belt. But at the end of the day, I don't think Crawford will get the proper credit he'll deserve. Because it's going to be, well... You know, he beat an old Manny Pacquiao who was basically only fighting for a paycheck now. Yeah. So it doesn't prove anything. If that fight happens, I, will I watch it? Yes, I'll watch the fight. But I don't think the fight proves anything now. If Manny wins, of course, they'll put Manny back on the pound-for-pound pound list. Like, oh my God, he beat Prince Crawford. If he loses against Crawford, I think people are going to start demanding he retire. Like, just retire. Mm-hmm. Just retire. Yeah. You're fighting a guy like Lucas Matisse. It's, this is another fight. Another fight. Another fighter, I'm sorry. That doesn't take any backlash because you just proved that 
you're not going to fight who Top Rank tells you to fight. Because if it was up to Bob Arum, you'd be fighting Terrence Crawford next. Instead, you said, I want to fight Lucas Matisse. And you got the fight done. Well, what does it say that you, you could have fought Keith Thurman? You could have fought Earl Spence. You could have fought Sean Porter. They're free agents. You're a free agent. This fight could have happened. Why didn't it happen? Mm-hmm. You just proved yeah. that you you just proved that you can work with another promoter behind not behind top, top ranks back, but basically make top rank non-existent in the in the in the, in the negotiations by fighting Lucas Matisse. You made Bob Arum irrelevant in the negotiation tables. So you why pick a Lucas Matisse? Why not pick a top five welterweight? Like I just named them out: Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Dan, uh, Keith Thurman, Kel Brook. I mean, you could have picked any other fight. Uh, Amir Khan, for fuck's sakes. You pick Lucas Matisse. You know whether or not Lucas Matisse is tailor made for you because he's a come forward fighter who lacks defense. We'll see right now. But uh, mm-hmm. the only thing that's interesting in this fight is how the dynamic in Pacquiao's team is going to change. Not having the the genius mind of Freddie Roach breaking the fight down and Lucas Matisse who can probably change the fight with one punch and does Manny Pacquiao still have the chin because he hasn't really been tested to the chin yet no he's not so we'll see what happens I mean I'd rather drop this conversation and go to the next topic definitely so busy week for boxing we got a bunch of boxing happening this weekend with uh, with happening at the U- in the UK you got Carl Frampton coming off uh, come was it, I think he was coming off a win, and he's going against Donito Donaire. What do you think of that fight? That that's that, that's seems yeah, that seems really interesting. It's gonna be streamed on Showtime on Facebook. Uh, it's gonna be streamed through Facebook on Showtime from for the Showtime. Oh, yeah, so if you have Showtime on 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 Facebook, you you can stream the fight through there. Oh okay. Yeah, so you can stream. It'll be oh, early because everybody's stopping overseas. And then that's, I don't know, I think Khan versus LaGreco will probably be on ESPN. I'm not too sure yet. Amir Khan makes his his comeback. Is it the ESPN app? Is it the ESPN app? I heard, yeah, which, yeah, which I didn't even know they had one until keep, uh, they kept saying it on, on, on social media. Okay, probably. So, so supposedly, yeah. So Khan LaGreco, and then we go to Showtime, which we got, uh, we got Tank Davis versus Cuellar. Charlo versus Centennial, Broner versus Jesse Vargas. It's a big weekend for boxing. I'm not gonna. It, it's a big weekend. It's gonna be boxing galore. I am gonna. I am probably gonna go buy food, and just sit on my couch, have my laptop, so I can watch Carl Frampton Donaire. And then, if I if someone is streaming Conference of the Greco, go watch Conference of the Greco, and then rest for a couple hours. You know, have a couple beers, and then wait until the evening to watch. Live at the Barclays Center, the triple mm-hmm. header on Showtime. It's a big card for boxing. I think these are the type of cards we 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 clamor for in boxing. Especially that my question will be, I well, we were speaking about earlier. I was watching the bias game with Jim Lampley or the fight game. I'm sorry. And Jim Lampley made a couple jabs at Earl Spence Jr. and Keith Thurman, saying that the PBC fighters don't fight each other because the PBC fighters don't care what the fans think and. This and that. And yeah. Of course, you know, his biasness towards Al Heyman fighters, readily apparent. My thing is, how can you shit on it when we're having, I think, 2017 and now, so far, 2018, first half, has been an exciting for boxing right now. HBO has not given us an exciting card. Yeah, you were giving, you were going to give us May 5th, Canelo Triple G, but that fell apart. Other than that, what have you given us? 
you haven't given us these meaningful fights. And I'm not saying that that Jesse Vargas versus Broner is a meaningful fight, but it's an entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. At least give us entertaining fights. You haven't even given us entertaining fights. Manny Pacquiao's fighting overseas on ESPN uh, app. Lomachenko's fighting May what May nineteenth. Getting May nineteenth. May nineteenth on ESPN. Terence Crawford's fighting on ESPN. All your top fighters that you you were promoting and making them seem the best fighters in the world on HBO have left you. You have nobody. You got what? Danny Jacobs. Okay, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Danny Jacobs, but that's all you got is Danny Jacobs and Sergey Kovalev. No, it's like I told you. Like, who are they to fucking talk shit about uh, Showtime, uh, ESPN? They're not talking shit about ESPN. They're talking shit more about the PBC fighters, no, HBA, sure, yeah. the Al Heyman fighters. But this, this is this is the the reason I brought I brought up this whole card happening this whole week this this weekend is because boxing is not dead. I know that um, a couple years ago HBO was the world leader in boxing. You know, you wanted to watch premier boxing, you would watch HBO. It hasn't been that for the last maybe no, a year or two not. now. You haven't that's given not. us. I know Boxing Ego has even said he's even contemplating of canceling his HBO subscription because you only have HBO for boxing. I have, I, H- <laughs> I have HBO, and even I'm thinking about canceling now because why am I going to pay? I think I, I pay $12.99 for HBO. I don't watch any of the channels there. What am I going to have it for? I mean, this, this is the main reason. Now that boxing is moving from the platforms of the premier channels like Showtime, HBO, they're moving more towards regular TV like ESPN and now moving towards a streaming service like ES- the ESPN app or Showtime showing us the Carl Frampton fight on Facebook. No, you said it. I mean, HBO doesn't have much of uh, much fighters. I mean, like they don't have they, they don't have a Lomachenko no more because now he's fighting on uh, on ESPN. They don't have who else? Um, Crawford. Terrence Crawford again. He's on on ESPN, and of course you have all these uh, great fighters on Showtime. So you said it. They only have what Sergey Kovalev and Danny Jacobs, and right. obviously you know Canelo Alvarez and Triple G ain't fighting you know together. They fight with each other. So it's not. A, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the subscription base for a Showtime for HBO, people are gonna start canceling. You're not giving us anything. Do I really want to pay twelve ninety nine a month to watch once a month uh, a show where you're just gonna shit on other fighters, subliminally, and in, in the bias game? Or am I gonna pay the twelve ninety nine and keep Showtime where they're giving me these type of cards or use? Or use my twelve ninety nine to subscribe to the ESPN app, which is going to give me a great, a great amount of boxing. Golden Boy Promotions up to, or their up and rising talent is on ESPN right now. Top Rank yeah. is on ESPN now. You got all these avenues to get boxing. HBO is no longer the leader. Is no longer the the premier place to to showcase your fighters anymore. No, it's not. It's no longer anymore. It really was not because it it, it was. I mean, I, I remember back then you thought of boxing, you thought of HBO, HBO boxing. It's not like that no more. It's not. It's really not that uh, place anymore. But, it's uh, not. No, I, I think of boxing, and now I think I I, I think of Showtime. Was I mean, but big weekend. Out of all the cards, I just out of the fights I mentioned, which one are you looking forward to the most right now? Uh, the way it was. I mean, for the so, this weekend. Yeah, so you got Frampton Donaire, you got Lom- uh, Lo- Lo Greco versus Khan, 
You got uh, Charlo versus Antonio, Davis versus uh, Cuellar, and then Vargas versus uh, Broner. Out of all that, which is the fight that you're like, that's going to be a slobber knocker fight? Uh, I like to think, uh, man, uh, Charlo, he's, he's always good. He's always very, uh, very entertaining fight, so I, I want to see that one. And, of course, Vargas and Broner. So I want to see how, you know, how Broner would look. And I want to see how Vargas would look, too. You know which fight I think is going to be a slow knocker? Like, I think that's going to, that, that fight's going to steal the whole entire card. Like, the whole entire weekend. Carl Frampton versus Nonito Donaire. Featherweights. Yeah. Featherweights never disappoint. Featherweights never disappoint. I can't wait that's to really see that true. fight. I, that's the one fight I'm looking forward to right now. That's the one fight. But we're gonna get to we're gonna get we're gonna get to our prediction right now. But my next topic, Adrian Broner's outburst on today's press conference. Uh, you <laughs> saw it. Give me give me your take on it, Brian. Because Broner went on a meltdown, uh, playing uh, was it Party in the USA or whatever the fuck it was. He was playing some music. I, 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 yeah, something ridiculous. I no, it, it was it was stupid. It was ridiculous. Um, what. I mean, I never pay attention to what he really does, not you know. But what caught my attention was he was talking a lot of shit to Leonard, Leonard, uh, Ellaby. Leonard, uh, yeah, and he he called him a basically called him a bitch, a bitch n word, a bitch n word. You want me to read it? I have it right here. <laughs> so yes. so Broner went and said, "I don't want to hear none of this shit." When you stepped up. And you fought Timothy Bradley, you lost. And when you stepped up and you fought Pacquiao, you lost. So shut that shit, bitch-ass N-word. What I'm saying is this. I'm a four-time world champion. I've been a world champion in 147 before. I don't want to hear nothing. Quit talking all these losses. You ain't you ain't them. You ain't got to beat me first. No homo. I hope I hope y'all give me credit because I'm going to beat his ass. And I don't know. And, I, and I'm sorry because this fucker can't even... Can't even speak right. And I know y'all <laughs> y'all against me. Lennon Ellaby is here. Is against me. They are the bitch N-words. Lennon Ellaby is a bitch-ass N-word too. In which Lennon Ellaby comes back and says, You don't disrespect me like that. Mm-hmm. Broner says, Shut up. You ain't with me. You ain't with me. You with Jesse. Leonard comes out, I'm with Mayweather Promotions. Broner comes out, Yeah, you ain't with me. I'm the real one. Ellerby comes back. This isn't about me. You guys got to fight Saturday night. Broner says, shut your soft ass shit up. <laughs> and then Leonard Ellerby then ends it by saying, and the best man win. And then Broner said, that's some soft ass shit. Shut your soft ass up. All that soft talking. You, I know you can do it. AB, shut your, AB, shut your soft ass shit up. They want me. They want me to lose the fight. They go under the rug and never talked about it again. They don't want to see me on top at my pinnacle. But guess what? I trained my ass off. I am not losing to Jesse Vargas. Y'all got fu- Y'all gave me fucked up. 2018. I'm taking over, man. And it starts with Jesse Vargas. And like I said, Leonard, you ain't with me. Yeah, well, he says that every year. It's, it's, it's his year. It's, so, you know what? This is all mouth, man. This is all mouth, and that's all he's good at. So It's all fucking mouth. Vargas came out. So this is so what I just read was before Vargas and thing. Uh, Broner came out, also said, this is, a fake, this is a fake-ass press conference. 
I'm just ready to fight. I ain't worried about Jesse. And if you like, I can say it in Spanish. And he goes on. Okay, yeah. Soy Adrian. Jesse Vargas, puto, si. Honestly, this is a very important fight for my career on a serious level. I know he trained hard, and I'm not. I am not worried about that. I am ready, man. I'm ready to fight. He could fight. We we can fight right now, and and we're gonna win. That was Broner. Jesse was asked if the uh, about his size advantage. Broner came out and said he didn't. He didn't win his fight when he stepped up. He lost. Vargas comes out and says. I do feel I have an advantage. I am the taller fighter, the stronger fighter, the more experienced fighter. And not only that, I'm a full-grown welterweight. I feel very comfortable leading in this fight. I am ready for victory. So, typical Adrian Broner. AB came out. Outburst. Disrespected. Uh, Leonard Ellaby. Uh, which is, uh, this is like the ongoing beef of Broner beefing with Mayweather Promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Broner... Being the drama-filled man, I mean, he's beefing with Leonard Ellaby now. He's beefing with the Jermel uh, Charlos on the undercard, and he's also beefing with Takashi Six Nine, the rapper. Um, oh, don't give me turn to that motherfucker. So, this is a lot of drama right now. It filled in, filled in for Adrian Broner. Do you think this is a distraction, or this is just something that Broner has to have every fight? Because every fight, he always has to have something up his, you know. It's just something he just has to have, but he just he, he just he he just can't he just can't fucking do it. And I mean, hey, I would I would say it. I would eat my words if he you know wins this fight, completely all that. But he he just can't he can't fucking win it. It's again, it's it's all fucking mouth. He says the same thing every year, every fight. So, uh, everything he says is bullshit. Yeah, I I, I see that. It's entertaining though. It's entertaining. It 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 uh it, it, it leaves for good sound bites, but at the same time, do you really need to promote yourself in that way? Like I'm real, this and that. You a bitch ass n word, fake. Well, that's how insecurity ass. fucking is. That's why. Do you think that's it's insecurity? how insecurity is? I think yeah, that's how insecurity is because come on, man. You we 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 talked about it. He's he's lost all the big fights. Yeah, he sure. lost all the big fucking fights, man. He, I mean, to me, I took it as he's really fucking insecure. I mean, he he acts. Come on, he acted like a fucking kid. The guy's a bitch. Wow. Tell me how you really feel about he, Broner. I, I know I know that you're not the, is, I know that you're not the biggest Broner fan. You've made that obvious <laughs> when we talked about him early. When we talked about Mikey Garcia, mm-hmm. Broner, you said straight the, the, out the, the, he, yeah, he the, the, shit. The, 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 the guy's a bitch. He can't be talking about that he's one of the best because he's not. I mean he hasn't he hasn't won a big big fight. Significant fight. There we go. I'm trying to say he has not fought. He has not won one so like that, man. Would it be con- would it be contradicting? The, he said, "Well, Vargas hasn't won a big fight. Every fight he steps up, he's lost." Well, the same thing can be said about Broner. The Maidana fight, the Sean Porter fight, the Mike Garcia fight. Those are the top fights that he should have won to take him to the next level, and he lost. So, is it fair that he contradicts himself, saying, "Well, Jesse ain't shit because every time he stepped up, he lost." Manny Pacquiao, Timothy Bradley, you know, he's lost. So is it the same thing could be said about him too? You lost your biggest it's the same, Exactly, it's the same shit. The only difference is uh, Vargas is not coming out saying you know having the same mouth like his. But so I, I, this, again, man, he's just sound... out there acting like a fucking kid. He's very insecure, and I think that's what it is. That's why he attacked uh, Mayweather Promotions. Does this sell the fight though? Does that make you interested to watch the fight? 
It's yeah, I'll give you that. Like it, it sparks some interest because he's selling a fight, but at the same time, man, he's you know, he's he's just like Mayorga in my eyes, man. He's a fucking clown. <laughs> okay, well, the guy's a fucking clown. Talking about is. clowns, not talking about clowns. But let's go into our final topic. So usually, we usually do our predictions for one card, but we have, like I said, bunch of fights, all these fights. So. I want to do a prediction for each entire fight that's happening on the bomb this Saturday night. So okay. this last segment will be our prediction. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. So our prediction for the fight. First one, let's knock it out. Uh, Carl Frantic versus Nito Donaire. What do? You, what is your take, Brian? Who do you got for winning uh, this fight? I think Frampton wins. I think he wins the fight. I probably think maybe... Probably, I think this goes to the end. I think this will be a good full-round fight. Really? I think Frampton wins. <clears throat> you don't think the the Filipino Flash is going to win? No, I don't think so, no. I, I don't think he's... He hasn't looked, you know... He, I think his, be, fucking his best days are behind them now. He's it good. really is. He's so. good, but he, he wasn't like how he was red hot like five years ago. Was it four or five I years ago? I remember that. He was red hot. Like, I think that was like just, five years ago. Yeah, so I, I we haven't seen that Donaire. He hasn't been red hot, so I can see what you're saying. I agree with you. I give Carl Frampton the edge on this fight. He's fighting in his home turf. Donaire's come. Donaire's coming to him. The hometown advantage. You, you could say the pressure's on Frampton, but Frampton used to fighting in his hometown. But I I can see I just see Frampton winning. Either way, I see Frampton winning. Uh, decision, uh, majority decision. Action pack from round one to round twelve. I think that's gonna that's gonna be the the the, the showstopper. That's gonna steal the entire weekend. People are gonna talk about that fight, and it's and it's gonna be sad because people are not even gonna know where to find it, and they're they're gonna be like, wait, it was for free on sh- on Facebook. I'm like, yep, it was for free on Facebook, guys. And we we're probably you, we probably just missed one of the great another great featherweight fights. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the winner of that fight can fight the winner of of uh, Leo Santa Cruz after Morris. So, yeah, I was about to say something like that. Yeah, I so, think that might happen. So if Frampton wins, he has to wait to see if Leo wins and they got a rubber match. If not, Morris versus Frampton. So it's, it becomes kind of a tournament-like situation. Um, are you there, Brian? Oh, I think we lost Brian right now for a minute. So we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, but yeah, Carl Frampton for Zonito Donaire. You just heard... You just heard Brian right now. Brian is saying that yeah. uh, that uh, Carl Frampton will win. I agree with him. Carl Frampton will win. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying majority decision. You said just going to the they're just going to distance. It's just by going to distance and by decision, yeah. Because Donito Donaire is good. Let's not give. He's good. He's good. Yeah, he can he, he can get the fight, but I don't think he's gonna do enough to win it. There we go. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. He will not do enough to win it. Okay. He'll fight his ass off, but I think Frampton will be the better guy. I agree with you. So Frampton decision. Our next fight, Amir the Amir Khan, the return of Amir Khan versus Logreco. The card is the 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 fight is built back to business. Uh, let me uh, well, let me get your prediction on this fight. What do you think? I'll let me look. At- I know. I want. I'm gonna look up I mean, I, was about to say, I don't know so much of the other guy, 
So I feel like, like I can't say anything. I can't give you my predictions. I don't know much of the other guy. I have not seen any highlights of him. I don't know how he fights. So Phil LaGreco is on a one, two, three, four. No. He's on a... Well, his last fight he won. His noto, He's lost to likes of Earl Spence. He got TKO'd by Earl Spence. He lost yeah. a unanimous decision to Sean Porter. Um, and he's, he won his last fight. Uh, last year, he's a fighter with 28 mm. wins, three losses, and 15 KOs. So, Philip Greco, okay. a Canadian now, he's from Canada, fighting Amir Khan. Khan is the coming back after his uh, knockout loss to Canelo Alvarez. This is fight is taking place at Walter mm. Wing. Um, I mean, looking at the record and looking at the past fighters. I mean, he's not bad. He's only had three losses. His last loss was to Joseph Elgi, uh, Elegel, um, if I'm pronouncing it right, I'm sorry. But he's only had three losses in his career, and two out of those three losses have been to basically world, former world champions Earl Spence Jr. and Sean Porter. Mm-hmm. Earl Spence TKO in his ass, and Sean Porter taking him to a unanimous decision. So, <laughs> I mean, he's built tough, you know? You, went, you basically went rounds with both... Uh, Current top five welterweights. Wow. I say Amir Khan wins. By knockout or, or decision? Mm, I think te- um, technical knockout. I think uh, just blistering hand speed. Probably corners a guy and just, da, 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 just hand speed galore. Mm-hmm. I know he changed trainers. He's no longer with Virgil Hill. Virgil Hunter, I'm oh, sorry. Shit. He's with uh, Joe Goosen. Uh, Joe oh. Goosen said that, that he is going to make Amir Khan a Mexican style with more of a technique of defense. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but we'll see what happens. But I got Amir Khan winning late round stoppage. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. So you got the same thing. It's taking place in Liverpool in the Echo Arena. And it's... So let's say when it's scheduled, if it's a 10-rounder or 12-rounder, but it's Amir Khan's first fight. Bill, I mean... I just... That's his first fight since... Uh, yeah, his first fight since the, from the Canelo fight. Right, shit. So he's been out for two years, I would say. Two-year layoff. That's what I'm saying. What's your prediction? I mean, coming off a two-year layoff, and Khan has always been... He hasn't been the best technical fighter. He's been more of a guy that has the fast hands. He's always relied on his speed. Yeah. Two-year layoff. You're coming against a guy, Phil Greco, 28 wins, three losses, 15 KOs, you know, from, the, from his record... Doesn't seem like he's a slouch. I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, I I don't know. That's something I really can't much say. That's something I need to watch. And then you gotta take into consideration Khan's chin. Khan yeah, it's a, always it's known that he doesn't have a great chin. And both guys have verbally exchanged. Amir Khan threw water at Phil Greco. Phil Greco has been getting under Khan's skin. So we all, you know, I, I it's an interesting fight. I can see Amir Khan winning. I think this is. Amir Khan's first fight back. He needs to win to put himself in that Walter Wade picture right now. So I think this is a fight that he direly needs to win and win impressively. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say late round TKO stoppage. Sure. And yeah. it's against a guy like Phil Greco who is ranked. Let me see where he's ranked. I didn't even see where he's ranked. He is. The, 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 doesn't say where he's ranked. Oh my God. Really? I don't see where he's ranked on the. on the. Cause I'm looking at box rec right now. Ratings, rankings. Man, is he that 
on the on the very bottom. But. I think so. Yeah, he, probably, he has a forty eight percent. He has a forty eight percent knockout ratio. So I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And then the rumor is that if he wins, and if Kel Brook wins, and uh, possible in the future, Kel Brook versus Amir Khan grudge yeah, match. Yeah, about that. But so you, what you got, Amir Khan winning decision? Or you got you're going with me on that one too. Uh, yeah, I guess I go with you. Amir Khan uh, late round stoppage. Yeah. Okay. So now we go to the big card on Showtime well, Championship Boxing. We got a uh, triple header. We got John Gervonta Tank Davis versus uh, Jesus Cuellar. Former 126 pounder moving up to 130 fighting against Tank Davis. Uh, what's your prediction on that fight? I, I think Tank. Decision or Tank just fucking blows this guy out of the water? Remember, Cuellar uh, is moving up. Cuellar last fought at 126. He's moving up to 130 against the larger uh, Tank Davis. Probably. Uh, wait, wait. till his opponent is moving up? Yeah. His opponent moving up? I think Tank, I think he takes him out, man. I think he, I think he knocks him out in probably the first maybe five rounds. Think so? I Yeah, possibly, yeah. I think so. I think it'll be an easy fight for Tank. I think Tank tanks him out. Uh, I give it maybe three, four rounds. Be- mm-hmm. I think three, four Tank rounds, that, yeah. Tank takes him out. Not not a competition yeah. fight. I think that's just a showcase fight. It is. Especially, so I think he, he wins early, early on. Especially if the if the talks are true that, um, that uh, Floyd Mayweather, the talks with top rank, to put Tank versus Lomachenko. If Lomachenko gets past uh, Linares, and I know Tank is saying, "Well, there's no rush for me to fight Lomo right now, so it's whatever." But I mean, this is a good showcase fight, especially if you're, if that's where Mayweather promotion is gearing toward, it's steering the ship towards as a mm-hmm. possible confrontation against Loma. You want the guy to look good, and against Square, sure. Square is the fighter to make to make Davis look good. Yeah. So Very the cool. co-main event. Is Jermel Charlo versus Hugo Centennial middleweight t- um, in the middleweight division for the WBC's number one contender? Right off the bat, I'm going Jermel Charlo. Me too. About to say that third, fourth round knockout. Yeah, probably seems about right. I think it's another showcase blowout fight. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to Hugo Centennial. <laughs> I bet Charlo right now. The Charlo brothers are on a rampage. The Charlo brothers. Are hungry. They go lions only. Well, these fuckers are lions, and they're yeah. hungry. And it's another showcase fight, especially if you're the middleweight. You're you're fighting a middleweight, and you know that in two weeks from now, the guy that you're who you're the number one contender for is fighting. You want to prove why you deserve to fight Triple G in the fall, so you want to blow this guy out of the water. Sure. That that's what I that's what I think. You want to blow this guy out of the water right away. Yeah, because it's, it's going to make you look good, yeah. Yeah. So, I got Charlo winning third, fourth round knockout. Not I say, I say knockout. He knocks him out. Yeah. Knocks him out. So, we go to our main event of the evening. You got former four-time world division champion Adrian the Problem Broner against two-time world champion Jesse Vargas. This is a fight that... Well, originally it was supposed to be Adrian Broner versus... Uh, who was he fighting originally? Uh, what was that again? Who was Broner's original opponent? Uh, damn it. It was... Oh, my God. 
Yeah, he got in trouble. I remember about that. Um, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I totally forgot that he he had an opponent before um, Jesse Vargas came into the picture. Hold on. Man, but, but yeah, that, that's something you have to look up to. Sorry about that, people. No, that's cool. Yeah. cool. I'm looking up. that. I think we posted it on our Instagram page, the list of all the fights that were happening on PBC. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking them up right now. Damn it. Keep going. There you go. Looked it up. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, damn, where the fuck are you at? Oh, Omar Figueroa. There we go. He was in a fight. Omar Figueroa at 140 pounds. Omar Figueroa was caught in a DUI, and he, I think he messed up his right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, no wonder. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, it was supposed to be Omar Figueroa. He dropped out. Jesse Vargas took the fight. You're, I remember when we had first announced this fight, you said that you don't want to watch it. First of all, Omar Figueroa, Broner. Broner's full of shit. Now that you've seen the press conference and you know how Jesse Vargas fights, uh, are you interested in the fight? Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I mean, I have it record. So I'll be working. Okay. Good to see, uh, again, how Broner would do, which I think he would. I, again, I don't think he wins it, but okay, so I'm interested, yeah. Your prediction, then? You, you don't think Broner wins? No, I don't think Broner wins. I think Jesse Vargas wins it. I think Vargas, I think Vargas will probably find a way to beat him on points. Do you think, so he beats him on points, so do you think that Vargas uses the blueprint that's been used by the likes of Sean Porter, the Mikey Garcia, and Garcia, yeah. and, uh, and a Marcos Maidana? Yeah, I believe he's going to use it, yeah. Okay, um, I'll agree with you. I think that um, Jesse Vargas is going to win. I think Adrian Broner is a, a good boxer, a great athlete, but Broner, the, the one opponent that Broner can never defeat is himself. Yeah, he's in too in love with himself. Um, we said it right now when we were talking about his press conference. It's the same shit. Uh, we always keep hearing I'm um, AB is no longer about billions. It's about boxing. I am back. I'm taking this seriously, and this and that. And then when he loses, it's well, you know, that wasn't really me. You know, I'm about boxing now. I'm about being serious. Like, you know, how many times do we have to keep hearing this, man? When you know you've been at the pinnacle of the sport. You know, when you fought Maidana, you know, whether or not you didn't train hard, it's, I mean, it's up to you. I know at that time when he lost to Maidana, everyone was saying he was the next Floyd Mayweather. He lost. When he fought Sean Porter, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, it was, you know, too soon. Maybe maybe we were giving too much credit to Adrian Broner. Let's see what he does against a guy like Sean Porter. And we saw what happened. He got, uh, he got mugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And then it was, well, I wasn't serious about that fight. And plus... You know, Sean Porter's a dirty fighter and this and that. Okay, cool. And you bounced back after a couple more fights. You looked impressive. And we saw you against Mikey. And we didn't see that dedication. We don't see it. Um, I think he's his worst enemy. He's his worst opponent. He, he's he been defeated three times, but the one opponent he's never been able to at least look competitive against is himself. We keep hearing the same shit all the time. And, oh, man. I, it's always getting to deep shit. Mm-hmm. And so that, again, I agree that that's his that that's his worst opponent is himself. Is himself, you know, he's his worst opponent. He's his, um, and and with the drama, with the beast, with the Takashi Six Nine, with insulting Leonard Ellaby. And... By the way, he looks like a bitch. By the way, I'm sorry. Who? That that rapper. I don't know his name. He looked like a bitch when he sent me that video. 
I was like, who is this guy? And then I went to his page and like, he's a rapper. I go, he, he's a rapper. And then I realized, well, that's how rappers fucking look like nowadays. So yeah, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry. He looks like a fucking bitch. Yeah, Takashi Six Nine putting three hundred k, saying that he's gonna lose. Adrian Broner write, writing a check saying I got another three hundred k, saying I'm gonna win. And it's, I mean, it's it gets to a point as how many times are we gonna keep hearing the same excuse from Broner saying, well, you know, it's I, I gotta take this stuff seriously, really. You know how many how many cracks you're gonna keep getting at this, and I think Jesse Vargas is a great fighter. Fundamentally, he's good. I just think that uh, skill for skill, Broner's better. I think heart for heart, I think Vargas is gonna win. I think uh, I look back at the fight against Timothy Bradley. He was losing on the card. I I felt he was losing against Timothy Bradley. That didn't really that really didn't um Jesse Vargas didn't give a crap. He still landed that one punch and was almost close to putting away um, Timothy Bradley if it wasn't for the yeah. bell. So Jesse Vargas shows that it could be round 12 in the fight. You're down on the cards. I'm still going to go in there and fight. He shows heart. And yeah. it's usually the fighters that beat Broner that have the bigger heart. Because skill for skill, Broner is better. But no, I, I mean, heart I for mean, heart. If, if Broner was fighting the way he was back in the day, like what, five years ago, I would easily just give this fight to Broner, but... It's, it's, it's not bad anymore. I mean, is it five years ago? I mean, five years ago, he was at the lower weight classes. He was dominating fighters. He was outweighing them after the fight. You know, he missed weight at 130, moved up to 135, fought a, fought a respectable fighter at 135, and then fought Polly Malinaji, which he was supposed you know, he should have blown away Polly, but he didn't. And then he fights a bigger guy like Mardana, Maidana, and then he gets out-muscled. And... And we kept, well, it's probably, it was probably the weight class. So he moved down in weight, and he couldn't make the weight there. It's himself. It's not nobody else. He loses because of himself. If he were to get his shit together, he would be undefeated. If he got his shit together, people would take him seriously. I don't take him seriously in this fight. If he wins, hey, that, that makes, you know, I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong, but I just don't think that he's going to win. I think Vargas' heart, Vargas' determination is going to get there. And also, Vargas is the natural welterweight. Vargas is the natural welterweight. Vargas is going to bring the fight. And there's a blueprint on how to beat Adrian Broner. As long as you can keep Broner busy in the Philly shell, you can win the fight. As long as you can go in there and fight the full 12 rounds, you can beat Adrian Broner. And, or if you're uh, Sean Porter, keep him busy. Keep him busy. Rough him up in the inside. Make sure he doesn't have enough room to breathe. Or if you're Marcus Maidana... You gotta hit like a. You gotta hit him with a bag of fucking coins all the time. Hit him hard. Hit him often. But all of them have something in common. They kept Broner busy. The way to beat Broner is keeping him busy. Mikey Garcia boxed him for twelve rounds. Kept him busy for twelve rounds. That's all you gotta do. If you give Broner that that one minute to at least do what he can do, it's over. But I think Jesse Vargas knows that, and Jesse Vargas is gonna impose himself physically, and he's gonna impose himself. Mentally, and to Adrian Broner, because I think Adrian Broner, you even said it, is insecure and doesn't have it. I don't think he has the heart for this fight. Mm-hmm. So I got Jesse yeah. Vargas winning. I got Jesse Vargas winning majority decision. I think there'll be a few rounds that Broner's going to win, and those are going to be the rounds where Jesse Vargas probably took a break and Broner came back, or it, it was an inactive round and Broner did enough to win the round, but not enough to take over the fight because Jesse Vargas is still in the fight. So I think... Um, I think Jesse Vargas wins. And I think Jesse Vargas wins and he puts himself on the list to fight a Keith Thurman, an Earl Spence, a Danny Garcia, 
if Broner wins, he puts himself in the list as well. But he makes himself even more interesting to for guys like Danny Garcia. Because if he wins, if Broner wins, a Danny Garcia versus Broner fight is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Keith Thurman versus Broner fight is interesting. Broner, I'll give this to Broner. He knows how to sell a fight. He brings interest to. He brings eyes to the product. Not in a good way sometimes with this whole beef with Takashi Six Nine, but he brings eyes to the product. So if he wins, he kind of he kind of give he kind of gives boxing another reason to keep to keep watching. If he loses, it's kind of okay. Well, Broner lost, whatever. And if Broner loses, does that does that legitimize Jesse Vargas as an elite fighter? Because all the guys that have beaten Broner are elite fighters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Vargas wins. Yeah. Now he, uh, people like yeah, that Danny Garcia, Sean Porter will look at him and probably beat, the, beat their next opponent. Yeah, I think so. Bad. We just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, these are the predictions we got. I mean, if you guys have your predictions, shoot them online. We're going to probably post a picture and uh, post a poll these next couple of days on who you guys got for the fights. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, man. I think, like I said, I, I got Carl Frampton winning. I think the Donaire's best days are behind him. But I think I still think he's still he's still, uh, he's still trouble for, for Frampton. But I think Frampton pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Amir Khan... Is gonna come out showing himself very impressive against Lo Greco. I think Tank Davis is gonna blow Queer out of the water. I think Charlo's gonna blow Santanio out of the water. And I think we're gonna see a good competitive fight between Vargas and Broner. But I think Vargas still pulls it out at the end of the day because of heart and determination. Well, yeah. couldn't say any fucking better, uh, any better than that. Yeah, yeah. couldn't say it better. Any myself as well too. But uh. I think we'll, we'll close out the show now. Uh, we already gave you a prediction. We gave you our opinion on the Canelo Alvarez suspension, the Triple G opponent picks, the Manny Pacquiao-Freddie Roach uh, split, uh, other type of stuff. You guys with you guys stood here while we had technical difficulties, and we still continue to have technical difficulties. We do apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, we'll make sure that next week we'll have a better sound quality for you guys on Brian's end. But... Uh, other than that, I, I I got nothing else to say, man. I'm throwing in the towel. What do you uh, you got anything else to add? No, not really. I think this is it. I think that's what what's going on right now in boxing, which uh, was a lot of shit. It's a lot of food. shit, man. Boxing keeps moving, man. The wheel of boxing yeah, keeps moving. You know, but uh, for uh, Ruckus here and and uh, B Ray, we'd like to thank you guys. And you guys don't forget, you guys can find us on Instagram on Ruckus Boxing Cipher Podcast, and you guys can find B Ray on B Ray eighty nine where he gives you his his uh, weekly post on boxing to wrestling. And don't worry for all you wrestling fans. We are coming back with B-Ray Talks Wrestling pretty soon. We're trying to work out a schedule for that. But you guys are going to get your wrestling dose pretty soon. But uh, for the Ruckus Boxing Cypher Podcast, uh, we bid you guys farewell. We're throwing in the towel. The bell has rang. We're done. Yep. Thank you for listening. All right, guys. See you later.